0: Hello everyone welcome back to another episode of the bottled up podcast and we are finally back racing nascar is back here in america i couldn't be more excited about it and i couldn't be happier with some of these races that we've seen so far there's been three they've been absolutely unbelievable And really, I think we just need to talk about the merits of doing this, because sure, there's downsides. You know, maybe some people weren't happy with the racing, but gosh, if you weren't happy with that racing, I don't know what will possibly make you happy. But there's some people out there that are just, uh, you know, one in particular comes to mind. that are just constant naysayers, and they're never quite happy with the product. But we're going to talk today about really all the things that went well for NASCAR these past uh, few days. So... They are putting a very intense schedule on the crewmen, on the drivers, on the hauler drivers, everybody involved. The teams are really feeling the strain. They were really pressured to get cars ready in a short amount of time because their shops haven't been open for most of this uh, pandemic, most of this lockdown. And they really had to get back in, get a car prepared, get a few cars prepared because they are moving at a breakneck pace at this point. So for those of you that somehow didn't watch it, you weren't one of the six million, six million people watching on Sunday night, the return of NASCAR, uh, really the return of sports here in America. And I know there were some sports that, uh, had events and all the power to them, but this was really the first publicized televised event. Professional bull riding had an event on CBS, um, and to people that are saying, well, NASCAR can't claim that title, please name me three professional bull riders and let's let's have a discussion about that. Not to say it's not a professional sport because, I mean, those guys are absolutely wild and I would not – I could not do what they do. Uh, and I think everyone will agree there. But nobody's saying it's not a sport. They're just saying it's not as big and as popular as NASCAR, which is true. I mean, there's just more viewers to NASCAR and all the other uh, – really facets that determine how popular a sport is NASCAR's going to have them beat. However, I'm not, you know, taking any shots at anybody else. It's absolutely a sport and absolutely those guys and people involved are absolutely incredible for what they do. So please, I've seen it on Twitter. Don't take any shots at all the sports. We don't need to be fighting. We're all sports fans at the end of the day. So we ne- we can just work together and enjoy sports reasonably with a level head and not go and attack each other. That sounds like a good plan to me. But 6 million people, over 6 million people, tuned in and watched the return of NASCAR. The dual races back in Daytona had about, I think it was 1.5 million or 2 million people. But it it was somewhere in between there. So it really goes to show, to triple that number, I mean, is absolutely phenomenal. And I think a large part of it is people are desperate to return to sports. People want something to watch. All we've really had is the news and reruns of television shows and reruns of Jeopardy, and that can only hold us over for so long. But to have live sports, real competition, guys driving on the edge of their – really on the edge of their equipment's capabilities, doing everything they can. They were out there without any practice, without qualifying. It was a random draw to determine the field, and they were guys starting way ahead of where they usually start. There were guys starting way behind where they usually start. There was action. There was wrecks. There was – tempers flaring it was really everything that people could have wanted and asked for and that's really what was important at the end of the day was that nascar put out a good product especially one that was safe that was priority number one was that everything would be safe so all the drivers crew members everybody involved had to go through a strict screening process they had temperatures taken uh they really were just checked for general well-being they were questioned on if they had any symptoms uh, if they were feeling sick at all Everyone had to be there feeling great, feeling perfect in order to be involved and have a temperature under 100 and pretty much just all the assurances that everyone was going to be okay and safe and healthy. They had to maintain social distancing, all the spotters up in the stands, and if you saw that picture that was being uh, touted around, it was kind of a misleading camera angle if you want to go over to I believe it was Hannah Newhouse put up on her Twitter what it looked like from the pit area. Uh, They actually are spaced out a lot more so keep that in mind everyone was following the rules the only uh, violation of the rules was on Wednesday where Chase Elliott made an obscene gesture and uh, did not immediately go to the ambulance but he will not be fined per NASCAR Uh, I think that's the right choice because really they are taking a stand and saying let the boys race uh, as they used to say let the boys race which is I think a good sentiment to have Um, really just let them express their personalities, let them show their frustrations live on national television with all these people watching, because we don't have baseball right now. We don't have basketball, hockey, football, any other sports. Really? It's really just NASCAR holding everything together, holding the sport sports world together. I mean, we have documentaries. I've heard very good things about the Michael Jordan documentaries, and it's, it seems to be really good. So Hey, we've got that, but there's no substitute for live sports, for live action. You can't script Kevin Harvick going out there with no practice, no qualifying or anything, and putting on a show after taking the lead from Keslowski, who held it really early on, and just fighting his way to the top. You can't script that last lap battle in the Xfinity series and hearing Chase Briscoe's story and seeing him beat Kyle Busch, the you know driver with the most wins in the Xfinity series ever by a huge margin, you can't write that. You can't write Kyle Busch going up and hitting Chase Elliott, whether it was intentional or not. You can't script the arguments that ensued on Facebook and Twitter and social media afterwards. Fr- fans defending their driver, criticizing the other drivers. You can't write that. You can't substitute that. People aren't going to be arguing and having those, you know, emotional discussions over Jeopardy reruns. You know, they're not going to be having those discussions over the, the you know, the Michael Jordan documentary. They're not going to be doing that because it doesn't equate uh, to live sports. And that's what we needed here right now in America. It's awesome to see it. Like we said, Kevin Harvick really put on a show on Sunday. It was a fantastic race. What a return for Ryan Newman to be up running in the top 10 for a long time and just having himself a really great run. Same thing for Matt Kenseth. How about that? Gets a top 10 finish in his first run in a car in about two years. There's also two other people that we have to touch on. Tyler Reddick and John Hunter Nemechek, both of them having fantastic runs and coming out in the top 10. John Hunter Nemechek, when's the last time you heard Front Row Motorsports getting a top 10 at a non-plate track, at a track as difficult as Darlington, with John Hunter Nemechek, a rookie, behind the wheel at one of the most difficult tracks in NASCAR, with no practice, with no qualifying, no idea how the car's going to handle over the course of the long run, and he comes out and gets a top 10. Same thing with Tyler Reddick doing that for RCR, who have really struggled the past few years and are working their way back to the top. They've brought in some great talent. They've got Redick. They've got Anthony Alfredo that they are really going to hold on to, I think, not let him go anywhere and try and work him and basically mold him to be the future of RCR. That's my prediction, and a lot of you know that he's been on the show plenty of times before, but there's a few things that you, uh, you can't deny that he is... He's got the personality, he's got the looks, he's got the talent to be a really good race car driver, and RCR is not going to want to give that up. There's some things that went on behind the scenes that really give the signs that they want him, they are racing for them. How often do you hear a race team calling someone without a ride, calling a truck series driver without a ride, saying, we want you to come in and meet with us, we're going to make something happen for you? Not too often. Usually it's the driver going to them and saying, I got the sponsor money. Let's make something happen. But I'll tell you what, RCR, they are really going to turn it around. And I think proof of that is Tyler Reddick going out there and having himself a top 10 run in Austin Dillon finishing eleventh. The rookie beat the veteran. That's uh, quite impressive there. And again, with no practice, no qualifying, nothing. They all went out and did that. It was absolutely phenomenal. So Kevin Harvick won Sunday's race and Wednesday's race was won by Mr. Denny Hamlin, uh, the man in the mask, the man in the very interesting mask. It was a controversial finish to the race. He stayed out. He was on older tires. Kyle Busch was running in third and he was battling hard with Chase Elliott. Kyle Busch ultimately came up the track and caught Chase Elliott in the left rear. That spun him around. That spun Chase Elliott out. Destroyed that car took him out of the race, and there was some controversy surrounding that because it looked intentional to a lot of people. Kyle Busch immediately came out afterwards and said, "I'm sorry, that was my bad. I made a mistake. Um, I, I really screwed up there. It was 100 percent on me." Some people are saying, "Well, it was a race sponsored by Toyota," and I'm just I'm just saying this to give all sides of the argument. Uh, it's a race sponsored by Toyota. Kyle Busch has a teammate in front of him on old tires and Chase Elliott is going to run him down. That wreck also brought out the caution when they knew rain was coming and that ultimately ended the race early and gave JGR and Toyota the win. So it's food for thought right there. The counter to that, however, is Kyle Busch made a mistake. It's entirely possible that, you know, he was looking up in his mirror, wasn't paying as much attention to his spotter as he should have been, which drivers do that sometimes, even the best, even the pros, you know, sometimes make mistakes. We saw Jimmy Johnson make a huge mistake and take himself out of the race as he was leading at the end of stage one on Sun in Sunday's race. It really does happen to the best of them. Sometimes they just screw up and make a mistake and that's OK. So it could have been Kyle Bush making a mistake, going up and hitting Chase Elliott. We also on Thursday had an amazing story with Chase Briscoe winning the race there at Darlington in the Xfinity series. It was a really phenomenal race all around. If you didn't get to watch it, man, you really missed out. Uh, I, I have to, of course, talk about Anthony. He started all the way back in 17th, fell back a little bit, worked his way back up, came out of there with a 15th place finish at the end of the day, so that was really fantastic. I know he's uh, he's everyone's favorite driver here on Bottled up, so he did very, very well, and he's got a lot more coming for him. But Chase Briscoe, the story that they had, and if you don't know the full story, go read up on it on Twitter. But after everything he's gone through in the past, really the past three days, um, to climb out of the car and say God is good and say a prayer as soon as he steps out, it was really something special to see. And the the whole event there, uh, as he put it, he was crying in the car once he took the lead around lap fifty, and. Can you really blame the guy after everything he's been through? He's 23 years old and to have all that going on in his life. And he comes out there, he holds off Kyle Busch to win the race. It was a story that couldn't be scripted. There's something about Darlington in the Xfinity series that really, uh, gets emotions going. We saw Ross Chastain doing so well there two years ago, and that really kickstarted his career. Um, really, really kickstarted his career when he drove with, uh, chip Ganassi racing. That was DC solar on the car. Then that whole, uh, you know, that whole kit and caboodle happened there with him, but Ross Chastain wasn't involved at all. And he had himself a fantastic run. So something special about Darlington, the lady in black sure loves to have stories written and you could not possibly write that story for chase Briscoe. It, really helped that Kyle Busch got caught cheating, uh, and by caught cheating, of course, I'm exaggerating. He was .02 miles an hour over the speed limit, so it, it was really close. NASCAR has 5 miles an hour of leeway that they'll give you, um, 45 miles an hour is the speed limit, but you can go up to 50. Kyle Busch was caught at the very, very uh, over-the-top speed of 50.02 miles an hour. Now, this isn't anyone, you know, coming out and attacking Kyle Busch. This isn't someone in NASCAR having a grudge or a vendetta. We've seen this before. They have a zero-tolerance policy on speeding. On pit road, if you are over that five-mile-an-hour grace, you are going to be called out and caught speeding. So, you know, that's sort of, uh, that's just the way it is. 50.02 miles an hour, it's over 50 and he got caught. He had to go all the way back, but man, what a run up through the field, but wasn't enough to get around Chase Briscoe. He drove the last couple laps perfectly, so you couldn't write that story. We've got the Coke 600 coming up next. It's going to be a fantastic race. Everybody loves Charlotte. All these teams love Charlotte. It's going to be it's going to be amazing, and I'm beyond excited for it. I hope you all will be watching. I hope you all will tune in to next week's episode of Bottled Up. We are always looking Always working to get more guests, I should say. So we might have somebody on next week. We'll have to see. We're going to get people involved from all areas of motorsports. But you can also follow along on Twitter at Bottled Up Radio. You can follow along on Facebook as well to me personally and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Jeff McConey announcing. Instagram, JMcConey underscore announcing. Be sure to follow along. But everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Bottled Up.